Oh, brand new stuff from uh, Lincoln's own and Omaha's own uh, Chris Lager. That's Chris Lager and uh, John Fairchild. Uh, new CD's called Blues Lover. And we just heard a couple tracks nonstop off of here. And I uh, hope you all enjoyed that Get Out of My Life Woman and Where'd You Learn to Shake It Like That. Two of the great covers that are on here. As I mentioned earlier, there are eight covers and two originals on here. Who knows? Maybe we'll play it all before he gets out of here. Who knows? <laughs> but anyway, welcome, Chris. Chris Logger's in the house. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Al. So good to see you. Uh, so good to <laughs> see you, man. We were uh, lucky enough to uh, kind of ride along during your West Coast uh, tour. That was kind of fun, wasn't that it? Was, uh, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for doing that because, yeah, that made me feel like I was, you know, staying connected with all the all the all the homies <laughs> it was nice yeah it was it was a we were kind of joking that you know we'll just come along for for the whole tour and uh i thought hey that's not a bad idea yeah yeah <laughs> so anyway it. like i say you've got your brand new cd it's blues lover i mentioned off uh, off air that i thought man this could have been called full circle because you know you take it right back to the beginning with this yeah i really did it was one of those pandemic passion projects where you know we're all at home and reconnecting with uh with uh where we came from and i got back into uh 90s music too all, all this stuff i grew up with and and yeah back in right into uh the blues you know and which is where i first started playing when i picked up the guitar that's that's all i wanted to play was blues music so, uh, yeah, it's definitely full circle indeed. <laughs> and the blues were uh, full steam ahead in the beginning, wasn't it? I mean, everywhere you went here in, in Lincoln, man, it was blues. Yeah, with Magic Slim and yeah. Baby Jason and uh, and Little Slim and Sean Benjamin. Those were like the, the pillars of the blues scene. And, yeah, you, you went to the jam and you would run into one of those guys and see how it's done. When it comes to the Lincoln scene, man, you ain't lying. That was... Those were the names. They were kicking. It was inspiring. Yeah, I, I drove right by Buster's, Ramos, right <laughs> over there, which is the first time I ever saw a Little Slim in the back of a blues band in the in the parking lot right there. That's amazing. Yeah, right? Right there in the parking lot. Yeah, when I was like, you know, 15 or something. Yeah. And yeah, in fact, I did a Little Slim cover on that record because they were such a inspiration, and you know. Solid so. influence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you've got eight covers on here. There, there's a uh, quite a list of uh, great artists that you're covering on here. Talk about a little bit about this. How you um, happen to pick the uh, playlist for this? Well, Albert King got two tracks yeah. on there because <laughs> he's he's the string bender, you know. Um, so he uh, he he was like the top dog as far as, and I was in a huge Albert King like uh, mode at that point during the pandemic. So. So I just, that's how that happened. And then I got a, like I said, a track uh, I learned from Little Slim uh, called Shake It. There's a track I learned from Baby Jason that he didn't write, but it was actually a Shuggy Otis tune called Me and My Woman that was kind of a, uh, like a standard in Jason's set list back in the day when I was checking him out a lot. And then... Uh, Snooky Pryor tune. There's a Snooky Pryor tune, which I think is that song you just played. Mm -hmm. Where'd you learn to shake it like that? Yeah. And it, th that one's funny because it's actually called How'd You Learn to Shake It Like That? Yeah. But I just played it so much, it turned. I accidentally turned it into Where'd You Shake It Like That? 
But it's all funny little accidents like that. It's a great cover. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's a great new release. And, uh, you know, you got a couple uh, originals on here. Glad you put something new, <laughs> some of your own work. I mean, with the pandemic and everything, you had probably plenty of time to put... You probably could have done this two or three times over, couldn't you? Yeah, in fact, I'm I'm just putting the finishing touches on another one I recorded during the pandemic, and yeah, I got I got hundreds of songs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure of it. It's kind of frustrating in a sense. It's fun. It's a beautiful problem to have, but at the same time, it's like, you know, can I just get this? Uh, I can't get it out fast enough. So. Yeah, when you say you got a hundred tracks, you're probably not exaggerating mm-hmm. at all. Not yeah. at all. No, I in fact, I got a Patreon that I drop a track a week on on there and you know it's 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 not a problem doing that either because i just got such a back catalog of songs and stuff so so where's the creative creativity come from i mean is it just like might it be having a conversation and boom hey hey that sounds like maybe we could put a little <laughs> lyric to that you know yeah yeah that's you know a lot of my songs are mantras too like things i, I try to remind myself to stay focused because um you know, like a lot of people, like we kind of have that celebrate life mantra. And yeah. It's carried on. And and most of it stems from me just trying to keep my spirits up, you know. And then uh, um, so that's a big part of like why I do it and the songs that I bring to the stage. And then there's also, uh, um, yeah, hanging out with my kids and my wife, my friends, you know, my family, all those things, you know. In fact, I got a... Uh, I got a whole notepad of things my kids say to me, and one one of the things I got, I just saw it on the way here. It's uh, why do you leave me lonely? Is something my daughter said to me the other day. Wow, that's heavy. Yeah, well, that yeah, is yeah. really heavy. Well, it wasn't all that heavy. It was, it was like a the re, the context was that I had left her in the living room by herself and went to bed, yeah. shut off all the lights, went to bed. <laughs> and the next day she's like, why do you leave me lonely? And I was like, that's a, that's a line. I like that. That so is. Someday I might write a song around that line. But <laughs> there's always, insp- and musical inspirations are endless too, you know. Like, I, I'm just a music lover, so... I I'll, I'll if I hear a Latin rhythm I like I'll I'll go with it. If I hear a blues song, soul song, R and B, you name it, country, gospel, Zydeco, I'm in. You know. Well, when it comes to versatility, there ain't no stopping Chris Logger in your band. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, uh, uh, you know, whether it's blues or rock and roll or or just a ballad, you know, it's a uh, it's always good time. You know, I've I've turned to a lot of people across the country uh, onto your work gotten some of them to be able to catch some of your shows as you're traveling and uh, they're always amazed at how good they feel after the show and I'm, <laughs> I'm sure that's really something that you go for it's really something you live for isn't it yeah i've, I've made i've made i've said it numerous times uh, and i'll say it many more times that yeah that's the ultimate compliment when somebody walks away saying i feel good you know like um because the the you know, trying to make somebody think that I'm great is not all that cracked up to be, you know. There's really, you can't really, you know, there's, but when somebody says, you make me feel great, like, to me, that just that just resonates and really, really, you know, inspires me. What higher compliment can you get? Exactly. Serious. <laughs> well, you know, here you are. You're uh, coming to Lincoln tonight for a reason. You're going to be playing at the Zoo Bar. 
And it's an early show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You so like those? I do like those, you know. I'm getting, you know, the older I get, the more I like them. <laughs> yeah, me, me too. You know, nine o'clock's just about pillow time for yeah, me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's the truth. So, yeah, I like it. it we, we've never done, I mean, it's been a long time since we've done an early show at the zoo bar, so it'll be nice. Oh, we're glad to have you back, you know, and uh, uh, one of your tracks on here is Back Home to the Blues. And, uh, yeah, it's good, good to be back home, isn't it? It does feel like back home. This is my old stomping grounds, too. So, like I said, just driving through this neighborhood was, I just get flooded with memories and stuff. Yeah, I mentioned uh, you're a native of Lincoln, but uh, you're based out of Omaha. How did that happen? I mean, uh, here you, are, you basically grew up here, didn't you? I mean, yeah. This is your robbing ground. Yeah, you moved over to Omaha, which I think would be one of the last things I'd do. It must oh, be a, a business move, maybe. Huh? Well, I mean, it was a personal move. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I uh, yeah, it was, it was a situation where I lost my best friend and my girlfriend at the same time. Due Yikes. to uh, use your imagination, yeah, well, how we and why. Yeah, we go into that. So I was like, all right, I need to change the location. So that's what took me to Omaha probably 12 years ago. And I tell you, Omaha scene, incredible. What would we do without, without uh, you know, the blues club out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Blues Society has been super crucial to my story and, and you know, my situation. So, yeah, it's a great scene. And it, I just, I fell in love with an Omaha girl and a Bellevue girl. And now there I am with three kids and, and a wife. And <laughs> so I got roots in Omaha. How's that work on the touring? I mean, I know it's got to be tough. You know, I, with my work, I was gone a lot. And I didn't get to see the kids nearly as much as I wanted to or, or that they wanted to. You know, but when you got to make the living, you got to make the living. Yeah, and that's the way I look at it. And I try to balance it. You know, I only do like 120-some dates a year. A lot of my friends that are on the road do like 250, you know. So, um, it's you know, I sacrifice my goal or, you know, like my workload to stay home. And I, I try to balance it. It's a, it's a trick, you know. It's not always... Uh, it's not always easy. No, it's, I'm sure it's not. <laughs> but I got to hand it to uh, whoever sets up your touring dates. I, I, it's very, very impressive. A couple times it looks like it might be a hard gig to catch the next day, but but all in all, I think he's doing you a heck of a job. You know, yeah. he's keeping you busy. Yeah, my guy Brad, he's he's killing it, and he's got uh, he's been booking me for like uh, shoot nine, ten years. It's been a minute, and. Uh, he he has a his agency Atomic Music Group is one of the best agencies in the country and and he's got some huge acts that are just killing like selling out theaters so I'm just glad he still messes around with, with me. <laughs> well, you know I, I can't believe that you're not bigger, well known across the nation at all. You know than than what you are. I mean, but uh, it looks like you're getting out there. I mean, from coast to coast. Uh, some of these people are certainly uh, certainly fans. I mean, you're selling yeah. out coast to coast. It's you know it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> it's a blessing because I get to make my own schedule. You know, had I with with more success, I'd probably get swept away more often. So this way, I get to keep I get to see my kids, and you know, so we'll see. I'll get them through school, and then I'll then I'll do 250 dates a year. <laughs> 
Have you all just tuning in? Uh, we got Chris Logger live in the studio. And, uh, you know, he brought in his guitar. We're going to do a little bit of uh, acoustic work. And, uh, you know, I've never seen you do an acoustic show. I've seen you play no. acoustically. I, I mean, you came up uh, like uh, years ago in the terminal building, you and uh, uh, Danielle Nicole and Washboard Joe and oh. Maya. Oh, Remember man. that, man? That wow. Y'all That's... came up, you were all acoustic. And we were like an all-star band. You were tearing it up up oh there. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That, that, was, that was ages ago. That was ages ago. <laughs> that was, uh, I don't know, 2007 maybe, you know, what, 15 yeah. years ago. So I remember meeting Danielle Nicole at, uh, at, at Blaney's in Kansas City. Remember? Did you ever go to Blaney's? I never did. That was the first time I ever met Danielle, and I think we were both teenagers. And, it's yeah, it's wild to think. It's been 20 years now. Yeah. And <laughs> I was going to mention 20 years and counting here yeah. for uh, Chris Lager. Yeah. Jeremiah pointed out today on Facebook that it's been, it's 20 years this year since he joined the band. And I had it going for a couple years before that. So, yeah, it's, it's wild to think how, <laughs> how many years have gone by. Yeah, it is. Time does march on. And, uh, you know, Zoo bar tonight at six o'clock. Got the full band, of course. And uh, what yeah. do you got planned for us? Yeah, we got Jeremiah on the keys tonight. We got Jacob Sorensen on the bass, who kills it. Uh, Matt Arbiter on the drums, laying down the grooves, and he's been with me since September. And uh, we got quite a quite a chemistry going these days. It's it's a lot of fun. Like I got so much trust in these guys. It's uh, it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. 